Before we read the scripture, uh, I'd like to give a little background about this scripture. This scripture, this story came out. Elijah is one of the greatest uh, prophets uh, in the Old Testament, and he just fought against uh, 450 Baal uh, Baal prophets or false prophets uh, on Mount Carmel. And then uh, after that, uh, I mean, it was the greatest uh, victory, but somehow what you are going to about what you're going to hear uh, today's stories are very strange uh, he was really depressed and he was really down uh, so that that is kind of story that you're going to uh, read so let us uh, hear the word of god it is taken from first kings uh, 19 uh, 11 to 13 he said go out and stand on the mountain before the lord for the lord is about to pass by there Now there was a great wind so strong that it was splitting mountains and breaking rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind, and after the wind an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire a sound of sheer silence. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. Then there came a voice to him that said, What are you doing here, Elijah? Here, um, if you go back a little bit, uh, here, uh, after the fire, a sound of sheer silence, and hear that. So that is very strange uh, kind of uh, phrase, sound of silence that you uh, hear. You know, every Sunday we gather here together, not just reflect about uh, being religious. Uh, at least I don't come here to just talk about religion here. I'm, uh, every Sunday I come up here thinking about life. Uh, once a week we gather together, we think about life. Especially I mean, as Joshua shared, in the midst of this chaos and uh, confusion, uh, tremendous sadness and sorrow, all these things going on, uh, what do we believe about life? Not just about uh, being religious, but uh, what do we believe about life? What what do we believe about myself? What do we believe uh, about God? Uh, What is the the core thing that uh, defines uh, my existence? That's something that I like to uh, reflect uh, every Sunday. Uh, We we, want to reflect uh, on life. Um, life is not always good. I wish they was always good. But life is not always good. It's not always bad either. But it's not always good. It's too bad that life is not always good. Uh, even, uh, especially life with God. Uh, even that is not always good. Maybe that's the nature of life. That is a deal of life. Life is not always good. Whether you believe or not. Whether you believe in God or not. Whether you're a good person or not. Uh, sometimes uh, tragedy happens. Uh, those innocent children who were killed uh, in Nice, uh, you know, they didn't do anything bad. Uh, probably there were a lot of good people uh, there. But all these things happened. Why, these, these, why did these things happen to me? Is, is, there's no answer. So life is not always good, whether 
you're a good person or not, whether you're a believer or not. That is why life is drama. Life, good and bad, together they make up a drama. Life is a rhythm. There are ups and downs in life. Life cannot be always up nor always down. There are always ups and downs. And is a very uh, famous uh, picture that you all know. If there are no ups and downs in your life, it means you're dead. Flatline. That is dead. Being dead. So life together, ups and downs, and good and bad. Life is like a rhythm. Life is like drama. Drama in the sense that life is not mechanical, predictable, and controllable. Uh, tomorrow, we don't know. Those people who went to Nice, probably they went out to celebrate. See the great light. It would have been a fun night, exciting night. That fun night turned into nightmare. Life is not predictable. I went down to Boston uh, this year to see my daughter. Uh, she, gave a, uh, she gave birth to uh, a son. Uh, that itself was a drama to me. Uh, as I shared before, uh, I mean, th- this happened to Grace. So, uh, as I shared before, she almost did not make it to the world when she was born. Uh, I was at the uh, church, and then uh, the doctor uh, called me, and then I rushed to the hospital, and the doctor told me she has 10% chance to live. You want to do the surgery? You want to do the C-section right now? You have 10 chance, 10% chance. I said, of course, 10%. Even if it is 1%, I'll take that. And I still uh, remember uh, my prayers. I mean, every day, every moment, I was in chapel at uh, Women's College Hospital praying for uh, the survival of my child because uh, she was waiting for the blood and blood. uh, There was nowhere in the world. Uh, And then he said, almost the doctor told me that uh, today's probably the last day. If uh, blood doesn't arrive today, your child will uh, die. And so I prayed and prayed. And at that time, I remember my prayer. I uh, said to God, Lord, I don't pray for the perfectly healthy baby. Probably that, that would be my greed. But this humble prayer, I pray that please uh, help me so that uh, help the child so that at least she doesn't get brain damage. And that, that will be fine for me. I can take it. And then at the end uh, of the hospital uh, life there, I came out with a perfectly healthy baby. I, I didn't even ima- I couldn't even imagine it. 
So when I went to hospital and she gave very easy birth, very, she said, are you hurting? No, I'm fine. After epidural, she was just fine. And she, she, <laughs> she gave birth. And then when I held that grandson in my arm, I said to myself again, life is drama. Life is drama. It's not always good. It's not always bad. There's no formula. Life is like drama. Life is not always good, but we should never give up. That's what I believe about life. That's what I believe about myself. Life is not always good, but we should never give up. Do you believe that? I hope that you believe that. We'll feel like giving up sometimes, many times. I feel like giving up many times. Especially when we face challenges that are too difficult to overcome. We, we want to give up. We feel like giving up. Today's story you uh, read. Prophet Elijah was not just a prophet. He was the prophet of prophets. He was like Michael Jordan in basketball. Or he was like Tiger Woods uh, in golf. He was the prophet. He defeated 450 false prophets in Mount Carmel. He won the biggest victory. You know, when Jesus went up to the mountain and when he experienced a transfiguration, two representative Old Testament uh, figures come out there. Who are they? One is Moses and the other was Elijah. Very powerful figure. But one woman threatened him because she didn't like what Elijah did on Mount Carmel, she was Queen Jezebel, and she hated Elijah, and she threatened to kill Elijah. I mean, this time he was really, really scared. He probably received so all kinds of threats all his life, but he was fine. He was able to handle all those, but this time he was really, really scared was running away. He was vulnerable. You know, human beings are like that. Sometimes we can't take any challenge in life. No problem. The difficulties come, we can fight and fight and fight, but one moment, just a little problem comes and attacks you, you get so scared. You lose all your confidence. This time you say to yourself, I don't think I can make it this time. All this time, I have made it, but not this time, maybe. That's what human beings are like. He came under a uh, solitary broom tree, and this was what he said. It's enough now, O oh Lord. It's enough. Enough is enough. Take away my life, for I am no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down under the broom tree and fell asleep. It's like saying, I give up. Even the greatest prophet experienced this kind of vulnerability, this kind of brokenness. You know, all the figures in the Bible, they are not the invincible people. 
They're not great people. They're not weird, special people. They're like you and me. Same as us. And he felt so vulnerable, but he said, I give up. I, I'm not going to do anything anymore. I'm going to just lie down here and sleep. If I'm going to die, I'm going to die. I don't care anymore. No one is invincible. Not a single one. They just pretend to be invincible. We are all vulnerable in a certain way. That's what life is like. That's what we human beings are like. But, you know, when Elijah was totally beaten down, when Elijah was so down like that, that itself is not necessarily bad. And that's the good news for us. When you're totally beaten down, that itself is not necessarily bad. Why? Because at that moment, Elijah, he heard the voice. Sometimes that's when God speaks to you. No, no. That's when we hear God. God always speaks to us, but only when we are totally beaten down, that's when we hear God's voice more clearly than ever before. Not loud voice, but small voice. Rather, the sound of silence. Elijah heard the sound of sheer silence. The scripture says, after the fire, a sound of sheer silence. He heard great wind that split the mountain. There was earthquake and there was a fire. But Elijah could not hear God in those loud voices, in loud noises. He could not hear God's voice. But when there was complete silence after that, he heard the sound of silence. When there was complete, no, uh, complete silence, he heard it. And this is what scripture says. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his mantle because he heard something. That's life. Sometimes we hear when everything is so quiet. When it is noisy, we cannot hear. But when there's complete silence, sometimes we hear better. How do you hear the sound of silence? That's like oxymoron. Silence is no sound. And sound of silence is sound of no sound. It doesn't make sense. But somehow we all know we can hear silence. We can hear the voice when everything is silent. You know, my friend, I realize the more important thing to hear is not the noise or the sound that is audible. The more important sound is the silence. Sound of silence. I realize that I hear what I need to hear 
in silence. It is deep inner voice. When everything is silent, it speaks from the heart. It speaks from the depth of your soul. God often speaks to our heart. When it is noisy, we cannot hear what's in there. But when everything is silent, we can hear deep inner voice. Elijah was able to hear the voice deep within him. And what did the voice say? Simple. Elijah, what are you doing? What are you doing lying there? Sometimes when we hear the voice, the voice tells us, what are you doing? What are you doing with your life? He was completely tired and exhausted from running away from his life. He was just sitting under the tree. He was sitting on his life. He did not do anything with his life. It's not that he was making his life, looking at the vision. No, he was just sitting on his life, doing nothing. And God asked Elijah, what are you doing, Elijah? And he said three things. God, I mean, I'm going to summarize very briefly. He said three things. First of all, you're not alone. There are other prophets too. And you're not alone who do the great things, who does the great things. There are a lot of other people who are doing great things. And thirdly, I'm with you and will give you strength and let you know what you need to do. Very clearly, God spoke to Elijah. Elijah heard what he needed to hear. Sound of silence is not audible. And you cannot hear it when you are totally confident, arrogant, and thinking that you're capable. When you're full of yourself, you cannot hear the sound of silence. But when you're broken and you become humble, you can hear the sound of silence. We have to learn to hear the sound of silence. Jesus always said, let those who have ears to hear, let them hear. I hope that all of us have the ears to hear. Become people who are able to hear. Listen. Sound of, sound of silence is very, very important. When the prodigal son when he was at home, he was not able to hear anything. But when he went far and far, far away from home, he lost everything. He was completely broken down. He had to even steal pig's food. While he was eating pig's food, he heard sound of silence. There was no sound, but he said to himself, there are many things in my father's house. 
That was what father wanted to say to him. And he was able to hear when he was completely broken. There are many things in father's house. That was a voice Simon heard as he shared at a retreat this year. He was able to hear the sound of silence. What are you doing, Simon? There was a voice James heard as he shared at the retreat last year. When we are completely down, it's not always bad. So when you guys are down, hear the sound of silence. That's what I believe about life. God worked in that way to me. That was my life, my life like that. When I was completely down, God spoke to me. God spoke to me what I never heard before. And God will still speak to you in a very small voice, sometimes in silence. I hope that you all able to hear that voice. That voice is like star in the dark night. Let us sing together. I, the Lord of the sky.